Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, guys. Wow, we're approaching the new year here. I know. This is actually a topic today in the podcast that Isaac and I have um, been passionate about for many years. Yeah. We are going to talk about marriage visioneering. And you can do this any time of year. In fact, you should do this frequently. Catch yes. up on these things and get make sure you're getting in alignment. Uh-huh. Marriage team is the most important team. And so we're talking more about teamwork. Last episode, we talked about... Uh, marriage thriving tips and communication, different communication Mm -hmm. strategies. So catch that if you haven't. But today we're going to talk about visionary together. That's true, because obviously the previous conversation that we had in the podcast will be helpful as you are communicating your (laughs) visioneering and planning together, right? And so the reason why we're covering this right now strategically is because it's a few weeks until the new year. And so right now is really the best time to start thinking about and planning and and dreaming and asking God to Mm. really impress upon you what he would have you and your family focus on. And we're going to go over some three basic steps here pretty soon. Um, But we just really, really (laughs) thought that this would be a great time as people have, sometimes they take some time off work during the Christmas holidays and it can be busy, but Right now, you really need to take that time to pray and think before you have your planning meeting. And if you also a previous episode was on thankfulness and doing Mm -hmm. an exercise with your family, giving up all the reasons each person in the family is thankful, leading it with a whiteboard or journal or something and capturing all the miracles that happened this year, Mm -hmm. all things God provided for. We easily can forget those things and accidentally even take credit for those things when really God showed up and did something really Uh, small or really big. And it's our responsibility to glorify him and to teach our kids what it looks like to glorify him and to um, really shine a big spotlight on the God moments. So this is, this would be the next step before, if you decide to have a family meeting, getting everybody making intentions for the new year in different Mm -hmm. areas of their Mm -hmm. life and so forth. But uh, before we dive into these awesome points here, I think you're going to get a lot of this episode. We just so appreciate you being part of the 1 Million Legacies movement. As you know, there's lots of change. We felt like there was no Mm -hmm. other option but to create an app. And out of necessity comes blessing sometimes. Mm -hmm. The blessing is that the app isn't like we have to move off of our Facebook groups off of Facebook and these kinds of things. No, it has become, this is way better. People are absolutely <laughs> loving That's it. True. And the app is a huge hit and success. And I would say a better word is fruitfulness right. for everybody involved. And there is an investment to be part of the app because we are investing continually to make that app work. Yeah. So um, so we're partnering together, whoever's part of it, to create a powerful biblical community. And there's lots of powerful, really good, helpful resources there. All the kid episodes are there now, why too. Don't, why don't you share with them, them about the new features that you just instilled in the app in the last week? Well, we one of the things is we're doing a monthly Q&A um, for 60 mm-hmm. minutes where we rapid fire answer everybody's questions live. Isaac and, and I do. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's for everybody in the app. And we've decided to create a library of those and write what the questions that were asked were in the description. So then there, over time, there'll be a full library of all the questions people mm -hmm. have and us talking about them. Um, in addition, the Parenting Mentor Program, it used to be that we would do a live every two weeks or so. And if you're in the six weeks of the program, those lives would go on your dashboard at CourageousParenting.com. That's still the case. So someone doesn't have to pay for the app to always get benefit from the Parenting Mentor totally. Program. However, in the private group in the app for the Parenting Mentor Program people, um, we are now, we used to delete those after we do them after a couple of weeks. Now we're going to build a library there too from each topical live we do, which has a, mm -hmm. a 30 minute Q&A afterwards. So after it's we, 90 minutes really. So just a couple things weeks. and that people were so receptive and we got feedback from people they wanted that. So we did it. Yeah. So it takes extra work obviously, but mm -hmm. it's worth it. And, and you can also search for things using hashtags, which is kind of a common thing that people are used to doing yeah. these days, but it's, it's becoming an exciting thing as people are sharing resources and what's working for them, what the Lord is teaching them. And yeah. So it's got a news feed, just like, you know, Facebook, it's got profiles, you can yep. connect with people. And I think what's really cool is you can see where everybody's city is. So as things get more difficult, it's going to be even more important to know where real biblical Christians are near you. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's some future benefits that people may not even be thinking about right now to the app uh, of knowing who's in proximity and helping each other. So mm -hmm. anyways, potentially when churches can't meet, home church is developing too. Who knows, right? Yeah. So we're going to dive in. So thank you for sharing and all the reviews and everything. Mm -hmm. It really helps the ministry. Let's dive into this. So the first thing is unity, right? Isn't that the pursuit? The main pursuit of doing this would be that you're in unity. Hey guys, have you ever gone down the road with an idea without really talking to your wife, praying about it together and, you know, deciding, being, together. deciding together to do something? Yeah. You know, sometimes that doesn't go so well for your marriage. So this is really important as you're thinking about mm -hmm. new initiatives uh, your family, spiritual life, all the things, educational things, that you're walking in unity, even if only one of you is actually doing the doing. Uh, and, and a lot of them, you're both doing the doing. Yeah. Okay, so that's really important. And I think that Angie picked out some really good scriptures on this. Well, you know, as we were talking about um, just our experience with our visioneering, we've always called them visioneering sessions or uh, visioneering dates. Yeah. And we have typically... Over the last 22 years, our regular, I guess, um, routine would be meeting together and doing this every three months at the least. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's even six weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really become something that Isaac and I look forward to because we're able to see the progress that we've made from our previous visionarying experience or planning date, seeing the progresses that we've made, it, whether that's financial progress or educational milestones with the kids or friendships or decisions that we made, projects mm -hmm. that we wanted to pursue, different things like that. Um, and then we're able to create new ones. And that's really how like by the end of every year you look back and you don't have regret and you're like that was a really productive year praise god yeah. but you're living with intentionality i just think of intention as being the main word here so this is something that we have lived out for the last 22 years yeah. we um have taught on this in marriage seminars in the past. We've shared on this um, with people that God has placed in our life that we were mentoring and different things. And it across the board is something that everyone enjoys. So I think that this is really a good application project that any couple can do. Absolutely. But 
one of the things that can be a huge issue is potential arguments. And you don't want to go into a meeting like this arguing, being quarrelsome, um, or potentially like heading in two different directions. Mm -hmm. So what Isaac's talking about with unity is super, super important, but we have a couple verses that we want to share with you guys that are really warnings from the Lord. Um, Obviously, Proverbs has some good warnings for us as wives and for husbands, but Proverbs 21... 21 verse 9 says it is better to live in a corner of the housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. And so a lot of times people will read this verse and they'll think that that's just a warning for women. And it is a warning for women, but it's also a warning for those women's husbands as well, right? It is because a lot of times it's, and not always, but many times it's the husband's fault, uh, at least partially or completely, because there's a lack of communication about things and they're so far ahead in their brain and even action sometimes on things mm-hmm. I know from experience and that the wives feel left behind or they feel not in the know of some of the details that make it sound like a actual wise thing to do mm-hmm. or they just feel like, Hey, are we a team or not? What's going on here? And so the, if you want your team in marriage, And if you want your team to operate well, there needs to be really good communication, decisions made together. Mm -hmm. And yeah, husbands, you're going to, you're going to lead and initiate and these kinds of things, which are wonderful, but it doesn't mean you just make all the decisions and just go and expect your wife to be supportive when she's not part of the process. Right. Because that is actually the thing that could potentially um, tempt a woman to become quarrelsome, right? Like if she, um, I don't know if you've ever met anyone who just seems like they want to pick a fight about everything, right? Or they're, they're, they just kind of are in a mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, many years ago, my great grandma used to call that being in a mood. Mm. And I, I think that we, both men and women, can learn from this. No one would want to live with anyone who's quarrelsome, whether it's a wife or a husband, right? And so we need to take responsibility for our moods. And before we're heading into a a date night like this, where we're going to be doing a visioneering thing and we want to be in unity, we should pray and ask God to help us not to be quarrelsome and to have an open spirit and open mind towards hearing some new dreams potentially, or um, different things that want to be tried out for intentional living or whatever. Or ways we can improve our marriage relationship, which right. would be the hardest conversation. Totally. And so in First Peter 3, 7, you can look it up, but part of it talks about living with your wife in an understanding way. And so and there's a warning too, because it says, lest your prayers be heard, right? Yes. And so so if you want God's warning. blessing on things you're doing, you better be living with your wife in an understanding way. So your prayers are heard. So God's behind it. And you better be asking the Lord for wisdom in anything you're doing, whether it's a... a, a you know, a good word for your family to improve the culture or whatever it is, you should be tuned into God and tuned into your wife, husbands, mm-hmm. um, because without those two things, you're likely n- it's not going to go that well. Or even if you get the the thing happens, how you got there is going to be very difficult and not worth it. 
Right. And so, but it's the same warning for wives too, right? To be totally focused on the Lord and submitted to him, trying to walk in purity so that you're walking in righteousness, right? Um, which means walking rightly. If you're walking rightly and your heart is pure before the Lord, you're less likely to be quarrelsome. And so maybe spending some time in the word and just seeking God and mm-hmm. saying, Lord, would you give me an opportunity to share this thing that's on my heart or that I would like to see change in? Um And would you, like, if it is a marriage conversation, which Isaac said is oftentimes the hardest conversation to have, like say you're not happy with your, the intimacy in your life, or Mm -hmm. you're not happy with the respect that you feel or don't feel from your spouse. Those are hard conversations to have. And sometimes people will shy away from going to those deep, dark Mm -hmm. areas because they don't want conflict, thinking that it's going to create peace or tranquility Mm -hmm. without talking about it. But in reality, it has to be talked about creates long-term disaster so yeah so we just are warning you guys basically point one is a warning to pursue unity but part of pursuing unity is a warning in scripture for women to have self-control over their tongues while it's also a warning for men to to have purposefulness in their listening those are the two things i would say that men and women struggle with yeah so let's listen men and um, and women let's not be argumentative okay let's really listen to so the second point is plan time to be together that can be out on a date night or it can be a date night in or you can do a weekend together whatever mm-hmm. you can do we are not really in a spot to do a weekend together or anything like that we have a little baby but uh, we can find time in our bedroom to do this we can go out to dinner but that's even hard with a baby so right now our best bet is to probably come out to the studio come out to the studio <laughs> right here and if we didn't have a studio we would just do it in our bedroom as yeah. we've done before because we seem to always kind of have a baby right most of our Adult marriage. lives. That's true. I so, mean, when you've had 11 awesome. pregnancies in 22 years, you do the math. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we can get a lot more done, especially we have our, we kind of like our whiteboard and things like that. But, you yeah. know, some we've done it going out. Too. We can be super productive. It's just a matter of the kids also have to have like a, a little pep talk of respecting some, our time so they don't interrupt us it takes if we're some in the planning. house. It takes some which planning. Which is a good tip too. So dads, I mean, I would say both m- mom or dad could give this mm-hmm. warning to the kids, but I think that it really is a special um extra warning if the dad goes hey guys mom and i are going to be doing some important planning for the year so we really need our privacy so unless there's blood don't interrupt us <laughs> so and in this planning i think be okay if it takes a couple meetings or a couple times together yeah. you know and so that's really important so be intentional about that plan mm-hmm. some things you can make it really nice or you could just be basic let's not put big expectations on it because sometimes if we put big expectations we just don't end up doing it and that would be the worst i'd rather do something really simple than not do it at all so uh, don't think too much about that but you you definitely want to hit your goal of completion of oh we did this and we feel better yeah and so so that so the third point is think ahead about the discussion points and i'm going to reel off some discussion points and you can add some Mm-hmm. And you might not do all of these. This is a lot. But as I read them, as I say them to you, you might think, oh, that one's a definite for us. And if you're like, hey, all of them are definite for you, mm-hmm. just plan. This might take a couple times together and that's for okay. Sure. But the first one is culture. And what is the culture of your family? Culture is the ethos, the real behaviors, the attitudes. Um, it's not what you necessarily teach or what you think your family's about. It's what your family actually is about. It's if someone came up and asked your kid, hey, what is your family about? What actually happens in your family? Mm-hmm. What do you guys care about? What do you guys do? That is 
elements of your culture. And if there's an element of your culture that you don't like around kid attitudes, marriage attitudes, just overall in spiritual things like that, then it's up to you guys to identify what is an initiative to influence our culture this year, because what leaders repeatedly talk about changes the culture. So what are you going to decide to repeatedly talk about? Now, there's a whole podcast episode on this. I believe it's our first or second episode we ever did. It's on family culture. I believe that that's in the title. It's episode one or two. Yeah. Um, Creating so, a family culture. And that's how important we believe it is. So we. It is. And it's something that you're going to continually re look at and you're going to evaluate and communicate and decide if there's any heart attitudes that need to be strengthened or corrected in your family. I think I think that when I think of the two words that are best for evaluating, it's like, oh, what needs to be strengthened in us or implemented or instilled? Yeah. And then the other would be what needs to be changed or corrected or um, refined in our hearts. And, and this oh. is just as much parents as it is the kids. Oftentimes you will see that attitude reflects leadership. And so if you're struggling with something or you're seeing issues in your kids, take a good look in the mirror because likely it's something that you could be refined in also. So, you know, husbands, let's initiate in these things. Super important. Maybe that's why that episode's not number one, like I think it should be. <laughs> Everybody wants to know about discipline, obedience, and I know all those things are good, but culture is, Makes a huge is I think, more important, actually. Uh, it's really powerful. So let's go Because your to that. culture is impacted by your faith and your belief, right? It's a reflection of all of those things, those convictions, those beliefs, your faith, yeah, I'm how God is incorporated. Bit, but. Well, but... But you are, but you aren't like in the sense that like you're the culture of the family is most influenced by that. And the culture is reflected through the attitudes and the respect level and all, all those right. things. Last thing, because yeah. there's a whole bunch of these on this, yes. is that a lot of times people don't focus on it because they don't actually believe they're as powerful as they are. They don't actually believe their words make that much difference. And if you pick a word like we did, one of them was a couple years back, generosity mm-hmm. or eagles, not seagulls or producers, not consumers. Okay. There's meaning behind those things that our kids all know all about. And those are some of our initiative words or a couple of short phrases, um, that really created a culture and improved things. We identified where we're strong and weak and where we're weak. We made an initiative for the year and we talked about it. Um, and one year was God first and one, one year was giving God the glory. Mm-hmm. And I remember that that was your initiative, mainly within the business world, because we were by like business missionaries, if you will, is kind of how we viewed it. I mean, wherever you are, you're a missionary, right? And so we were super on fire for the Lord, but Isaac was, God had put Isaac in the business world. And so one of the things that we talked about was giving God the glory, regardless of how leadership or other people within our company viewed God, we were going to continue to give him glory and honor. And mm-hmm. as we did that, he really blessed the, the business as well. And we were able to even have more influence and and share about him. And so I, I think it's amazing when you look back, if there's been ever been a year where you have chosen a specific theme or a word or something like that, and you look back on that year how was your year different than the other years? And you can see traces of that intentionality displayed in a really productive way. And that's awesome. So if you didn't so. do any of the rest of these, do that one. But I'm going to give you the rest. How about how you guys spend your time? 
-hmm. reflect on how we spend our time, how the husband spends his time, how the wife spends her time. Is it in the most fruitful possible way? And is it also in an enjoyable way? Is it what you want? Or is there improvements there? How about friendships? Are the friendships you have edifying to your whole family or just you? Mm -hmm. is, it, is it really a beneficial thing? And so really thinking through friendships, finance, it's important to talk about finance, mm -hmm. making goals around that. Evaluating. Money, and money is not evil. The love of money is evil. Right. And the people that have a bad relationship with money, it, from a Christian perspective, tend to often not keep their money and not invest in the right things because they have this underground feeling of money is evil, but it's not. It's a, it's a resource. It's a tool. It's when people start to love money, when it becomes well, an idol. And, and greed is definitely something that needs to be constantly evaluated. Like, Lord, am I holding on to this because yeah. of greed and making it an idol? And that needs to be a conversation that you need to be able to have within your marriage because maybe one spouse is seeing that there is a little bit of lacking generosity, mm -hmm. that that could be a good word. I even think about this last year, and I, there are two words that, um, for us, refuge was a huge one as we were moving to Idaho. Amen. And that, that was, um, definitely, and it wasn't just for us that, that it would be a refuge, but that we would, we would experience God be our refuge and that we would prepare a place for people. Right. And, mm -hmm. and be hospitable and different things like that. And we definitely had the opportunity to do that. And so looking back on the year and acknowledging the words that God had highlighted in your scripture time and just obedience, you know, thinking about the word obedience, how have you been obedient this year? What has God called you to let go of in the name of being obedient to him? That was a huge thing for us last year too. It was huge. Uh, we're in a rapid fire here. Education. You can talk about that. Yep. How your kids are being educated. Spiritual. That's the most important, right? So spiritual yep. things that trumps culture. Uh, so now that we got to it here, that would be number one. Mm -hmm. uh, marriage relationship, that's huge too. Uh, family meeting. If you're planning to do a family meeting coming up, you might talk a little bit about how you're going to do that when you get, other, you get everybody else thinking about areas of their life and focusing forward. Um, I think that's our you know, first episode we ever did. Mm -hmm. And family visionaring. And then um, experiences, you know, what kind of experiences do you want to create for your kids this next year? I know I want to create more opportunities for my kids to build things. That is really important. More. We even, we did a lot this year. And yeah. so that's exciting. So you see, can see, we're sharing this with you guys because we are about to have one of our visionary yep. dating meetings. And so Isaac's already been thinking about the things that he would like to see for this next year. I've been thinking about the things that I would like to see. And we're going to come together and we're going to share those things. And it's going to be exciting. And we're going to make a list and then we're going to yeah. prioritize them. And we're going to go, okay, what's more important? Because you can't do everything. And, and you, because you can't, right? And you have to prune. And sometimes, you know, like we said in our last podcast, sometimes God prunes mm -hmm. good things out of your life so that you have room to do the even better things fully. And so sometimes simplicity is a is a needed thing for a family. I feel like that was partially part of what we did with, with certain well, aspects if you of think, our life this last sometimes year. Sometimes people go, wow, you guys are doing all kinds of things. I go, well, actually our life, we, we, we work hard, but our life is simple. There's some areas of our life that we've made very simple so that we can serve and do more of the things we believe are more meaningful. Right. And we also have routines. So the things that we are committed to, like, obviously like, <laughs> 
today is Wednesday, actually. So Wednesdays are our big day. It's where Isaac takes all of our kids in and they have guitar lessons, chiropractor appointments, Krav Maga. Like they, they're like, boom, boom, boom. They pick up click lists, bring it home. It's my super dad they day. Have, it's your super dad day. He also has a meeting with some guys that is is a super, um, I think, an encouraging meeting in the middle of the day. It and the kids sit at coffee shops and they do their homework. They read their books while dad's having the meeting in between their other meetings. And so we, we just, I feel like Wednesdays are our go, go day where a ton of stuff happens. I mean, obviously Mondays are a big day for us too, but you ha- when you have a few days that are like every week is exactly the same and you knock it out and you get it done, it just feels good. Yeah, it's awesome. Now, the last one's projects. There might be projects that you've really wanted to do with your kids. And you know what? If not now, then when? If you don't have an intentionality towards getting it done, it never will and you'll live with regret. I was, I was going to do an RV trip with my family. For example, I was going to do this and then mm-hmm. all the kids are gone and you didn't do it. So just think about that. That's important. Yeah. And I have to say on that note too, like don't underestimate the power of planning and preparing and setting aside um, finances that you need and start saving a little bit every month so that you can make it happen. I, and I share this with you guys because so many times people will say, well, I would have loved to do that X, Y, and Z, but I didn't have the finances, right? And so as you're dreaming, if you keep coming up with great ideas of things that you either want to do, whether it's experience or education or um, time, maybe you want to work less, but you're worried that you're not going to be able to provide enough, right? And so looking at ways that you can cut back and you can save so that you can do the thing that God has laid on your heart is super important, but that's a marriage conversation. That happens during this planning time. It does. And and being part of a team, like how awesome would it be? The Bible also really praises being married to a prudent wife. And I just have to say that in this mm. category because when you make a planning, when you when you have a visioneering meeting like this and you hear your husband's heart and you see his teary eyes about how he wants to do, I don't know, wants to learn how to hunt with his son or, mm. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And he's like, I just, I have a couple years left with him before list. he move out. Yeah. I didn't know how to do this. I think we need to invest in some of the tools that we're going to need to do this. It would look like this. I'd probably be gone this many weeks. Like, and you see that heart's desire or you see maybe, maybe you want to take a kid on a mission trip, whatever it is. Like there's going to be sacrifice in some areas, but one of the best ways you as a wife can do this when you're the jurisdiction for, for buying and selling goods for your home in the sense of like, you're having garage sales, you're finding coupons, you're thrifting, you're trying to be prudent. Like, and if you haven't done those things, that is a huge opportunity for growth that could free up finances to make that dream that your husband has come true. Amen. Amen. Right, man? Amen. You crack me up. <laughs> People are like turning down their podcast thing right now. <laughs> we just get louder as it gets towards the end here. We're going to wrap this up, actually. We have a scripture in our final point, which is short, but it's very, very good. Yes. Okay. So Romans 15, 5 through 6. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God mm-hmm. and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So... Your marriage and your family is to glorify the Father. So all of these intentions, all of these things, let's keep that at the front of our mind, which is we're to be one voice as a married couple. Mm-hmm. And if you're going with two voices, if kids are hearing two voices. No, I want to do this. No, we're doing that That's today. wrong. It's, it's no. exhausting. You're like, how could someone else have so many kids? Well, it's because our kids don't experience two voices. It's because we're a team. 
And so our kids know what to expect and they're, they participate in parts of it. And what we want to do this year and which we can, we can't do everything. So we could go snowboarding or we could do yeah. this. What do you guys want to do? What is a better experience? And, and so including them that having one voice and to glorify the father and whatever you decide to do, I think is, is paramount. Yeah. And our final tip for you guys is distill to the simple. Don't have big, long lists and all kinds of things. Your goals have to be realistically attainable. It has to be very, very simple. That's why there's no big mission statement for our family. And even in the business world, I used to have these big mission statements and I distilled it down to a couple words mm-hmm. and influenced the culture. Now, That's having way a mission more powerful. statement, I just have to say having a mission statement is not bad. We have had them written out before in the past, and I think that it's a good thing for kids to grow up with Tolpins are da 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 da, um, but but what Isaac is saying is like to, that sometimes can be an intimidating thing for people that ends up being something that catches them up to where they aren't actually following through with the meeting even because well, it's such a huge thing to come up with. Well, since you said it, I I, I have to teach you something because you bring meaning to a couple words mm-hmm. that everybody in the team understands deeply and inherently. But if you try and bring meaning to a full page document yep. of a bunch of words, mm-hmm. it's very difficult, especially for and, the younger kids. And so really what I've learned, and this is actually true running big organizations, mm-hmm. too, is you need to distill it down to really a few simple things mm-hmm. that have some really amazing meaning behind it mm-hmm. that you nonstop talk about and you anchor into the understanding of the people around you that you lead. And that is really, really important. So anyways, distill it to the simple. Don't try and do everything. Make some a concerted mm-hmm. effort towards the things that matter most. Maybe spiritual, culture, mm-hmm. and marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. Maybe those three. If you influence those three in a meaningful way this next year, you know, financial will probably be helped. All the other things will probably be helped. So don't try and like make this exhaustive listener to every single thing. There's one of you in the marriage that likes to do that potentially they like to like make big lists and have this beautiful plan that would be me and all these things (laughs) and then nobody ever looks at the plan or then you get frustrated you get frustrated because you don't get everything done either sometimes and i think that that can be discouraging and so it wouldn't it be better to have a simple list get it done reevaluate again in three months and be able to add to your list because you got so much done like that that is productive that's what's encouraging and and so you guys i i also have to say that there's an element with this that, you know, we've covered a lot of ground, Mm -hmm. but remember that the most important thing that you could give your kids is unity in your marriage. And this meeting is all about bringing unity. It's all about living intentionally with one voice together as a married couple, communicating, hearing one another's hearts and yeah, pursuing what God has for you. So take time after you listen to this podcast and just ask God, what does he want? What is his will for your marriage? What is his will for your family life right now in the season that you're in now? Pray, consider God, seek his word, and then meet together with your spouse and hear one another's hearts and come together in unity because the best gift you can give your kids is one voice. And single moms, single dads out there listening, you can do this exercise yourself and you it, it's as valuable because you need to be that strong voice. That's standing firm and leading unapologetically. Amen. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Bye. 
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.